Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. Shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, happy one year anniversary. Uh, 52 beautiful episodes. Beautiful episodes. And now we have got the perfect guest for the perfect movie to cap off our first year. Mark, please, I'm so excited. Let the children know who our guest is. I'll let them know. He's a co-host <laughs> of the You're Making It Works podcast. He was a writer on Broad City, and you can see him in the upcoming movie, American Pickle, on HBO Max. It's Elliot Glazer. Yay. Hey, guys. Hey there. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing the best I can <laughs> under the circumstances. <laughs> um, this movie are. got me thinking, if you can imagine, about um, things we can't do. Like, do you miss the gay nightlife? Do I miss it? No, you I, don't miss it. I never, I never liked it. <laughs> you were a part. I never of it. wanted it. Yeah. No. Do I miss it? No. I mean, I have so many thoughts about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which I can just tell you guys. And John, I think I told you like, I I've tried to watch this movie before because I want to like learn, you know, know my history. Sure, or whatever. sure. Gotta know the titles. And I, and I <laughs> yes, and I am I am so squeamish about like certain things certain parts of like sexuality but also like biology i have like like a vasovagal response to like certain things Mm -hmm. you know not just like blood tests but like thinking or talking about like nerve endings or like certain (laughs) things that deal with like having to think about the human body like very like i I get you will just your body will shut itself down I mean, I'm close to it, and <laughs> I swear to you, like, during this movie, I was, I, try, I told you, John, I tried to watch mm-hmm. this before years ago, could not make it through, and this time around, I was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it for the guys, uh-huh. and I stuck it, stuck it out, but I found myself at a lot of, a lot of uh, different points in the movie, like, gripping onto <laughs> my couch, 
like for, to, to keep from passing out. <laughs> so you're not like you a horror sitting. movie fan, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, 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 no not at all. I don't like. I don't even think it's just like. I like I like those few few and those movies that are few and far between like that feel like smart thrillers like a Get Out or you mm-hmm. know like something that how about feels like a Silence of the Lambs? No, too too too, too much, much. Okay. too much. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I really can't. CSI Miami. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, and it's not even like forensics at this point. Like forensic stuff doesn't doesn't bug me out too much because. I can, I just know that it's a set and it's fake. Yes. Mm-hmm. But with something like cruise, I mean, I'll also say this: I tried to watch Cruising the first time in the same era that I tried to watch this documentary called Gay Sex in the Seventies. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't make it through that either. Really? <laughs> I could not make it through. I don't. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but I get lightheaded and I can't stomach it. Is it the freedom? <laughs> I well that's what I wanted. I wanted to like feel the freedom and the free love and whatever and like the moment they're like we're in you're in meat trucks and it's dark I'm like I I am going to pass out. Oh, it's like the the scuzziness of it is kind of like the I, it's I, like I don't it, I don't want it to sound like it comes from shame. It really is about like bo- like like physic something about physicality and like there are just points in the mo- I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. But e- but in cruising, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, so is I'm going to w- pass out. Was it pretty much every time you went into a club? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, and like. It wasn't when he yes. was in the diner with Don Scordino. Not at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. When he's in the diner, it's fine. Uh-huh. When he's in the new apartment building, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the moments that feel. Like obviously the big, I mean I don't want to jump in too it's okay. too deep right away, but the the scene where he's at the club and and the guy's getting fisted, I was like I'm I'm out I'm gonna pass out. Okay, I'm going to pass out. It's just oh it's just too much. It's a whole fist. It's a the whole. He's got fist. his whole forearm really all lubed and ready to go. <laughs> he's you know, he's using Crisco oil. Yeah. yeah, I I could pass. I could like I I could get ugh. I'm like getting woozy. <laughs> did, I will say, I, I, this movie did in a lot of ways make me nostalgic for New York. Like we used to live in New York and I was like, ah, oh, I remember New York. Even though like I was never really a part of that scene. Um, even though like I've been to a few clubs and some nights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, but you weren't there in the in 1980. No, no, that's a different like that's that's a different New York. This is like. This is what is it like 1981 or something? This came 80, out in 80, so yeah, so it's it's still like really kind of 70s New York. Um, oh my god, it's so int- like my mom's my parents are from New York. I grew mm-hmm. up in Long Island, and like, oh my god, I mean, there there was it was just so dark. It's so <laughs> dark, and it's how I remember it as a kid and being scared of the city as a kid for the for a lot of the reasons you know that you see in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're happy with the ascension of the M&M store in Times Square. That's a better, <laughs> that's a better fit for you. Well, the that's good what's guys so funny. Won. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, there's, it's like the Giuliani, like Disneyland of Times Square is gross in its own way. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the ability to, you know, it just, it harkens, the movie harkens back to a time when everyone had like pepper spray or they held their keys in between their, like in their right, knuckles. Right, right. Just of walk down fingers. the street. Yeah. Yeah, everything was just – danger lurked everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, like, Carrie Bradshaw's New York, like, <laughs> there is no crime because there's also no, – there's nobody who is Just a Caucasian. fashion. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just – yeah, this this is – it's a very 
it harkens to a very scary time. And I was, I was too young. T- I wasn't even born in '81, but like as a kid, oof, that was what I. That I, I was afraid of New York f- a, a lot, and for that, for that reason, because of cruising. All right. Oh yeah, because of cruising. <laughs> well, we've already, John. What's the deal with cruising? Oh well, tell us, Mark. Let me tell deal. you about the deal with cruising. Cruising came out in 1980. It's an erotic crime thriller written and directed by William Friedkin, loosely based on a novel of the same name by uh, New York Times reporter Gerald uh, Gerald Walker. It stars Al Pacino, Paul Sorvino, and Karen Allen. It's about a serial killer who is targeting gay men, particularly those associated with the leather scene in the late 1970s. Uh, the title is a play on words with a dual meaning because cruising can be can describe police officers on patrol and gay men who are cruising for sex. Um, the shooting and promotion of this movie were dogged by gay, night, gay rights protesters who believe that the film stigmatized them. Uh, it was poorly received by critics upon its release. It performed moderately okay at the box office. It earned approximately $20 million with a budget of $11 million. And, you know, I was reading up on it, too, myself. And mm-hmm. did you guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys did, too, but, like, people, gay and otherwise, would purposely shine lights into the movie theater when they were playing it they would do loud noises so that it would disturb anybody who was going to see the movie oh no they would do that like on the set like they would show up where they were filming and put lights like on the like project like use mirrors to flash lights on the filming so it ruined the takes and they would like scream and yell so a lot of the movie is overdubbed like it sounds weird because they had to because there were too many people screaming while they were well i mean talk about the guy the 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 killer it's like it doesn't even sound like he's in the same pla- on the same planet <laughs> yes. as Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did his- you, Elliot? Did you enjoy Cruise? What did you like? If you had to like uh, give it a rating, what would you think? Was it an enjoyable watch? What did you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's aside from my own like, you know, vagal response <laughs> <laughs> issues. I mean, I, gu- I guess it's like, I mean, it's I found the movie to be kind of like a, a, a offensive in the way that it it just colored gay people as this I mean I guess it colored this specific scene but in general it just felt like it felt homophobic to me for sure and like coloring gay men in particular as this very uh, dangerous unhinged group of, of, of like night crawlers and, it's, mm-hmm. and it was, I don't know I don't think it did anybody any any good I mean <laughs> I, uh, you know I can understand I would be in, on board with the protesters at that time too probably sure Okay. I, guess, I mean, is it a good movie? I, I not. Re- I don't think so. I don't think so. John, what did you I get think? It. Well, I had not seen it until we finally decided we were going to do it. And then so the first time I watched it was maybe three days ago. And I actually watched it three times total. I like I wow. rented it and I kept watching it because there was so much that I was like, wait, I want to like figure this out. And like because there was so much that was confusing. It's very much and funny. Like in watching it, I don't think. I didn't find it homophobic. I don't think like it understands or really tries to like really get into the subculture of that world, but I don't think it judges it necessarily. However, I think the problem is is that it doesn't really satisfy in two different major ways. Like it's sort of set up to think like, all right, here's a sort of like who done it, like who's the killer, are we gonna find it? Like that sort of thing. But it doesn't do that. And partially because William Friedkin made all these weird choices of like different actors are playing the killer at different times and different voices and so that that was that was part of the reason why I was like, wait, I'm I was very confused a lot. Me and then it, too. I'm still confused. Yeah, <laughs> and then it also is not clear about like what Al Pacino's character's journey was through this. 
You know what I mean? So it yeah. doesn't give you like a clear, satisfying, oh, here's the sort of like crime drama of it. Nor does it give you like a satisfying, clear sort of emotional journey. So I no. think where it fails is not so much in homophobia necessarily. Uh, although uh, I think it could like, I feel like watching it now for the first time, nothing seemed that shocking to me. Like we have seen much worse and much more graphic. <laughs> so in that way, like I imagine if, in if person, I, you know, no in less. 1980, exactly. Um, I've been to those nights. Um, like in 1980, it was probably much more scandalous. It didn't feel like it was necessarily scandalous to me, um, but it felt like, oh, it was a failure in that he was trying to be ambiguous about about it in too many different ways. He, I feel like he could have been ambiguous about Al Pacino and his journey if he had a clear, here's the killer. Or it could have been this weird sort of like, the killer's a lots of different people and stuff like that if it was a clearer thing of, oh, here was what Al Pacino's character's journey was. But since both of them were vague and ambiguous, I think it's ultimately uh, unsatisfying. That's my meta take. Mark, oh. what did you think? Oh, <laughs> oh what did um, you say? Oh, go ahead, Elliot. No, I was just gonna say, uh, are we sub- sometimes I'm very bad with like comprehension truly like very bad so like are we is the ambig is the ambiguity of his sexuality a thing it yeah. seemed to be are like he spo- was being like cor- Al Pacino was slowly being corrupted by this world like it was like yeah he was like ta- it was like taking him over in some ways yeah but he what was he sexually interested or, or or like was there a hint of that or was it just more I think couldn't was, tell you they could, I think they. I think that's what's sort of meant to happen. I think part of the problem is we didn't see him and Karen Allen, who plays his girlfriend, who is even less developed than any of the other gay characters in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, so we didn't have a sense of, like, their relationship was this, and then he started going to these weird SNN clubs, and then it got bad. Like, we know that, like, he would, like, had to think about, like, their sex was awkward. So we didn't, that wasn't quite clear. And it's not sure at the end if he's like, oh, no, this either, like, made me realize something that was true about myself, whether, you know, the movie's trying to say gay people are vampires and he suddenly got, you know, like, sucked, <laughs> they totally sucked the life out of him, sure. the heterosexuality out of Al Pacino. They don't say, like, it's unclear. There's some people also posit that he was the killer of the last guy. You know what I mean? Like, he would, like, that Al Pacino himself oh. might have been one of the killers. So it, that's the problem is that it's, it's so vague in so many different ways. And you said the guy, the you said that the killer was played by different actors? Yes, and it's very confusing because so the very first time we see someone get killed, the guy who plays the killer in that sequence is the victim in the second sequence when we see someone get killed. There's a scene where like a killer and a victim go into like a like one of those movie theater booths and the, yeah. the actor he goes into that booth with is a different actor than the actor who is in the booth oh. with him. And then a lot of their voices are overdubbed by the actor who plays the dad of the boy who we think is the murderer at the end, but that's also still unclear and doesn't quite make sense. So, like, I don't know if William Friedkin did that in, like, a... In, in like a way that you would with like a play where you're just like I just had to use a body and that's the only actor who was available. Right. I don't uh, think that's it's my that. Question. I, I obviously he had a budget. <laughs> um, he could have hired actors. So like that part is unclear, and then also the Al Pacino stuff is unclear. Partially, who knows if maybe because Al Pacino himself was uncomfortable with exploring it. It was 1980 and whatnot. But yeah, that's what's so confusing about the movie. What I think is not good about the movie is that confusion, not its homophobia. But it, I, cause I didn't personally now looking at it now, it doesn't come off as particularly homophobic. But at the time, there was such like a lack of gay representation that this is what you give is this 
joyless, loveless, humorless, yes. right. the whole thing. Like I've been to leather bars and people are still pretty goofy. Like everyone's having a good yeah. time. They're making <laughs> it seem like this fucking intense where there's like no actual relationship. It's like a loveless world right it's like 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 pigs in a barn or something yeah imagine like there was never a movie about a dog ever and the first one is cujo (laughs) like what the fuck that's perfect yeah you know what i mean so the offensive thing to me was like it was presenting just this joyless heavy yeah everyone's Mm -hmm. miserable and yes miserable it's all angry yeah it's just all aggression which like sure for an hour but then you know you get past (laughs) that i read in one thing that like um so a lot of the extras in the in the bar scenes, which uh, were actual like people at those bars, but Will Friedkin said that like they were playing like even though it was these sort of like leather bars or you know these S and M sort of bars, they were still playing like like Donna Summer and Casey and the Sunshine Band like and those <laughs> yeah. bars in reality. So they were like, no, this this can't work. So they so they went out and got all that punk music and had that. So played. all that music, yeah, all that punk music. I'm like, that's not what they're playing at these bars. No, exactly. No. Yeah. But it would be funny to just have, like, Bad Girl be playing in the background. <laughs> what are these scenes? Wait, also, very important question that's central to the movie. Are we supposed to – are we not supposed to laugh when Al Pacino does his, like, poppers dance or whatever <laughs> that is? I was laughing. What is that? Right, is that a was, thing yeah. where you, like, soak a rag with poppers? Or there was is a way to do so that. I was so confused. I've heard about it. I've never done it, but I've I've heard that uh-huh. it's a thing that you can do. Okay, I've done other Wait, don't worry. <laughs> Wait, so he's he's sniffing a rag that's doused in poppers. Basically, yeah. yeah. That's like a way to do huh. it with like a spray or something like that. Oh, I didn't know what. I, I honestly was like, I don't know what that what is. What party drug did they invent for cruising? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I guess it, w- yeah. it wouldn't be. They wouldn't have video head cleaner back then, so no, they had to exactly. call it something else. A different leather polish. Well, and I go this ahead. is I guess I'm saying this also was like this was this was pretty much like right before you know HIV struck. Yeah. So it also has that sort of creepy, uh, like you said, joyless. The joylessness of it all feels almost eerie in historical context. Yeah. Like, you know, and like like rude like too. people are gonna be punished <laughs> or rude. something. Yes. And rude. It is rude. Um, well, let's get into it, Elliot. As you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever, and we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge these movies. We're going to go through a bunch of categories, and at one point, you are going to add a category, and it could become, become canon. canon. <laughs> all right. So we take. Uh, we're going to take a. We're all going to score it, and we'll give an average. And so th- uh, this is our current top five, and this is the percentage they scored out of 100%. So number five high, uh, for gayest movie ever was 72.74% is Labyrinth. Number four is 76.50%. Cats, number three, was 76.52%. Funny Girl, number two, with a 78.59%. Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And number one at 79.51%, Grease 2. Which could also be the name for this movie. That's true. That's true. Um, Before we get started, though, there is one thing. Because it is our one-year anniversary, there is one rule change we are initiating. Um, So one of the categories uh, is very late in the series we asked, is this is the movie Cruising? Um, And if it is, then it loses 50% of its points. But what we're going to do now is we're changing that from Cruising to, are you ready to announce this, Mark? 
Sure. Sure. Or we, it is, we could wait till the end when we get to Oh, you to want to do it to the end? All right. We'll, yeah, we'll announce it at the end. end. It'll be a fun little surprise. It's fun Don't little forget surprise about at this. the end. It, yeah. It'll be an hour exactly. from now. Who cares? Or we could edit this out. Who knows? Who knows? What's Who knows? <laughs> All right. So All right. our first category, Elliot, on a scale of zero to 100, how homoerotic is cruising? On, I mean, that is a very subjective question, but Absolutely. I mean... One thing that I, I will I mean, say this, I loved about this movie, and you could tell it was like still like in the end of the 70s, was that like you had a lot of real looking people in this movie. Absolutely. Like yes. all of the extras in the bar, they said, were people who normally went to these bars. And so like it, I did feel like, oh, yeah, this was like walking into a gay bar looks like. We're like people who like, uh, sh- sure, they can have their shirt off, but it's sort of weird. And you know what I mean? Like sort of good looking. Weird. Little, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> There was a lot of real bodies, a lot of real people, and in that way, it was sort of like yeah. very interesting. Like if you real were to make bodies cruising are not today, weird, John. You know what I meant. Not uh, outside of the Hollywood sort of. Aesthetic. Not everyone looks like a CW star. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Re- I definitely appreciated that about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like if we're gonna talk homoeroticism, I mean, it, this is like this is like a hun- uh, definitely a hundred. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even homoerotic. It's just homo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's basically porn. I mm-hmm. mean, dangerous porn. Dangerous <laughs> porn. Um, there's a lot of sexy, a lo- lot of jockstrap representation. Yeah. A lot of butt. Mm-hmm. A lot of butt uh, looking at. There's one um, shot where William Friedkind, the camera just pans across a sea of, like, dancing butts. Mm-hmm. Dancing butts. So, Friedkin, I'm assuming, is gay, right? I don't think so. No, he's not. He, although, he also directed The Boys in the Band. But I no. saw. Yeah. And The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Huh. The French so, the writer was gay? He is no. He was he was the director and writer. And he's not he's not gay. Nope. No. That Isn't is that weird. Very. Strange. I watched some like documentaries of him talking about it, and he's one of those people who is like a robot. I think you know what I mean. Like he's just yeah. like the way he talks. It's all very like. It's surprising he has any kind of sex. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, and then and he might not. So. <laughs> I mean, there's also just copious amounts of gate. Like everywhere in this bar, every other person is given a blowjob. Oh yeah, my god! So I'm much. like, where? What bar is where? What is this? <laughs> Use a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's pretty. I would say it's pretty homoerotic. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, I honestly give it a hundred. A hundred. Yeah, I'll give it a hundred as well. Yeah, there's no way it's not a hundred. I will also give it a hundred. <laughs> giving it a hundred, which is okay. a lot better than Grease Two, which only has ninety-one point sixty-seven. All right, it's more homoerotic wow. than Grease Two. All right, next category, <laughs> actual gay characters. I mean, it's mostly, I think almost you could say the, ma- maybe not the major parts, but. Well, I mean, you've got a tons of gay characters. and Paul Sorvino <laughs> are the Well, two. the thing is, if you think about it, the char- most of the characters, most of the characters that we focus on really are not gay. They're the straight ones. Right. Yeah, they're the straight ones. And like, I, I was just waiting for them to, for like, I'm like, is Paul Servino going to call somebody a faggot? Like, is that <laughs> what we're waiting for? You know? Your seat. T- mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I think ultimately, I, I don't think most of the character, the only, the only real characters who were gay were all, were with either a villain, you know, or, or like, sorry, like the <laughs> killer, a killer, a victim. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that being said, I think our main characters are mostly straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that maybe perhaps Al Pacino is having some Correct. sort of queer. But there was something like he was using almost homosexuality like as an addict. There was like a feel of like it didn't feel like an Mm -hmm. authentic like I'm exploring my sexuality and more like I'm exploring these like feelings of power and domination. Oh, no, he definitely had that thing where every time I feel like I've seen straight guys like try to do something gay, like they make it very angry. 
like when they make out like it's like you know what i mean like it's like an aggressive <laughs> act and so like yes like him like when that one guy in the the first time like someone in a bar touches him and he doesn't like flinch he looks like he's gonna like punch the guy and like right. that, the last big scene at the end when they're like what are you into you know a party size lips of hips you know what i mean like it's all very like angry like it's it's as if they're about to fight like the the cops in that opening scene or the scene where they like yes. get blowjobs from the from the right uh Tra- tra- we would call them tranny tra- hookers is what we would call them if it was well like, yeah that's if, that, if yeah. it was they did. but also i'm like those are not those are straight actors oh yeah like, that's, i'm looking at straight <laughs> actors wearing silly wigs yeah and the cop the when the cop says come here let me show you my nightstick or something yeah. i'm like oof this movie <laughs> yeah. not oof. very subtle no no so what would you give it for actual gay characters Elliot? uh i guess i would say quite honestly it 40, 50, <laughs> Four, maybe 50. If we're 50. gonna count Al Pacino's sort of ambig- ambiguity, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we can go with a safe 50. Uh, I'm gonna go a little higher because I feel like there's. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 70. 70. Uh, I'm gonna go 55 because even the gay, like the one good normal. Mm-hmm. One is the neighbor, and then he just be, gets like brutalized for no real yes. reason at the end. No reason, just for like a shocking twist of like, oh, what is happening? What's the dream right. reality here? No one's safe in the gay world. It's just no one, <laughs> no one, <laughs> not even a playwright by day. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> um, so that gives it an average of fifty-eight point thirty-three. That's a lot better than Windows, which only has thirty-nine point sixty-seven. Uh, all right, next category, Camp Factor. How campy is cruising? Oh, campy. I don't think it's, well, I think like most camp, it's not meant to be campy. Sure, right. But I would say it definitely gets there to a solid a solid 70. Yeah, I think especially like when you consider like the, the, the special effects that happen when he does oh. do poppers. Oh, my God. Those are pretty campy. I think also like the blood in this movie, it was so like oh. Brian De Palma- like yes. red like it was a very Ridiculous. like from a community theater from the back of the house you could tell it was blood to be like, fair though that was the time that was the, the time 80s. sure sure that was the time That's, blood was redder in the 80s we all know that it was, it was dark <laughs> well movie blood what i would uh-huh. say um, um i got a list also, of some campy things oh let's hear do you want to go no, right. no go uh, ahead Okay, wrestling magazines, wasting no time establishing that Al Pacino's character is not gay. (laughs) A bar called Ramrod, explaining the hanky code, getting upset at Al Pacino for not... For wearing the wrong hanky, screaming while working out, Al Pacino watching fisting, the floating ball test, the fact that Karen Allen is only ever seen in her apartment, uh, exercising in jeans. There's the vignetting of Al Pacino where the like uh, the frame closes around him. Uh, the name John L. Richards being the killer's father. Uh, this super controversial movie being dramatically inert. A wicker lampshade, and then finally sitting on the top rail of a park bench. Those are yes. the happy things I noticed. Those are pretty good. Very good, yeah. Another thing I noticed as a, as a musical theater queen, what? Uh, Stewie, the, uh, who we think is maybe the serial killer, who is like going to school for his musical theater dissertation, had the score of Follies on his desk. And I was like, all right, well done. <laughs> good eye, John. That's what you get when you watch oh. Crusade three times. Exactly. Oh, I saw that the first time. I caught that right away. Okay. You Very show good. that logo, I am going to catch it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty campy in its way. Also, even like the letters yeah. to his dad, to his dead father, oh, yeah. like 
Big yeah. That was ridiculous. That whole like sequence of like talking to him in the park. Oof. It's campy, but ultimately, I thought this movie was like really. I thought it was almost gonna be more salacious and crazy. Ultimately, it's pretty. I found it like kind of boring. Ultimately, uh, and, like it, it felt long at an hour and forty minutes to me. Yeah, I could see that. I don't. I I, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty salacious. <laughs> Maybe I'm just jaded. <laughs> no, it definitely felt like not as. I can't, like I I just imagine it would just have been so different to see it in 1980. Like, it just must have been such a different idea of, like, this can happen in movies. Where it's like, we've seen worse than this, in some cases, on Disney Channel shows. You know what I mean? (laughs) Now, yeah. Um, Yeah. Not all of it, but some of it, you know. Also, when, oh, the other thing is, like, when the guy approaches him about, and he's like, he his Al Pacino's wearing his ha- the hanky in the wrong oh, pocket yes. or something, and the guy's like furious with him. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, really? You're that mad that he's not? He doesn't want you to like piss in his mouth or whatever. Right, that's a teachable moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, honey, let me tell you how it's done. If you're wearing that in your back pocket. <laughs> um. So what, Elliot? What are you going to give on a scale of zero to a hundred for Camp Factor? Oh. So, uh. uh I mean, I'm going to go up to, like, I know it's not hairspray, but, like, <laughs> I would say, I would honestly say, like, 70. 70. 70. I'm going to go 84. I think it's pretty campy for what it is. Um, I'm going to go, this feels appropriate, 69. Okay. Give an average of 74.33. Okay, next category. Over-the-top wardrobe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> Oh my god, that that's that is like liter- that is like a. I mean, it's funny because we're not there's no women in this, right? <laughs> but not yes, really. it's it's quite yeah. over the top. You know, the leather, all the leather stuff is over the top. I'm gonna give that an uh, an eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah, it's kind of funny though that like the leather scene like looks exactly the same now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this look hasn't progressed or evolved much. Like, it's still leather Just jacket. Just a harness, a leather yeah. jacket, the hat. <laughs> that one guy. I love when she. Go ahead. Uh, are we at the end when she puts on the the jacket and the <laughs> yeah, hat? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he looks at her in the reflection. Is he looking at her? Is she looking at us? Is that also he's supposed to be lo- ambiguous? That's also ambiguous. So she's actually in the other room. So he's not looking at her. Right. He's looking at us, and apparently what happened was William Friedkin just said to Al Pacino, I want you to shave. And then he said, like, he, like his, his, I think his direction that I read was like, you come home, you're happy to be home, you're tired, you want to talk to your wife, and then in the midst of shaving, you look at us in the mirror. Like, he didn't have a thing, he gave it to Pacino, <laughs> everything's sort of like, it feels very like, like, <laughs> like almost like, like second year film student of like, isn't that interesting? It's ambiguous. Yes. And you're like, no, it's just sloppy. Like it's yeah. not I, actually yeah. interesting. I definitely thought I was hoping that he looked at his wife or girlfriend or whatever in the reflection wearing that costume and was like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Now she, in order to attract him has to become this uh, symbol of Has she been poisoned? Is she like, Oh, I like this now. I want to go fist a guy. Yeah. Um, there was also that guy wearing like the light up belt, <laughs> like the bell oh, with yeah. the yeah. lights on it. Oh wow! Talk about that's yeah, a yeah. campy wardrobe. And the, just the entire that? leather mask. Yes, yes, that was a lot. Uh, yes, and whatever that guy wore into the into the movie the 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 booth the booth yeah mm-hmm. that that outfit was ridiculous. The first <laughs> victim had like he was wearing like a flight suit. 
That was just oh. revealing one nipple? Well, no, that was a weird... Actually, I thought that shirt was kind of interesting because the zipper was, like, diagonal. So, like, it went sort of down the middle and then, like, almost, like, went to, like, his hip. So, like... It was, like, it, a jumpsuit, wasn't it? No, it was, like, a weird that male a blouse. Yeah. <laughs> a mouse. <laughs> yes. It was a mouse. Uh, so, John, what are you going to give over the top for Over the top, over the top wardrobe? wardrobe? I'm going to give it uh, 92. 92. Mm-hmm. To me, though, for like a leather bar, this is almost like if, if you walked into a real leather bar, took a photo, this is what you would see. So to me, they didn't like elevate it in any way to make it like a movie. I don't know. To like add some style or anything. They did, right. They didn't like drag it up. Dogs. Someone's walking by. Um, <laughs> so to me, it was just kind of I'll give it a like seven you wanted you wanted Bob Mackie to, to do the. The wardrobe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is that you think about it, and like, you know, part of, part of this is reflected in the wardrobe. But for nineteen eighty, whatever eighty eighty one, it's a pretty bold statement to show a movie of gay men who are aggressively alpha. Yeah. You know, aggressively. Mm-hmm. They're masculine. not a bunch of florists. Right, and it's the ve- and it's by the way, it's the polar opposite of the boys in the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what Friedkin is going through, man. I don't know what his journey is, but hopefully Jesus. he's come through it by now. He's processing. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so our next that gave it an average of eighty-one for over-the-top wardrobe. Okay. All right, next category: drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Cruising and come away with a whole book of ideas? I mean, no, I, I, I feel yeah. like both Willem and Morgan McMichaels were like, that's my aesthetic. Like those those first two, like sort of like, let's call them sex workers. Like they definitely look like Willem and Morgan McMichaels to me. Guess, but like this movie, <laughs> I feel like didn't come up with that. You know what I mean? I feel like this movie's not really showing you anything you haven't seen before. Even yeah, at the I time. I would have to say the same thing. I mean, to me, if anything, I'd feel like, yeah, I feel like the most like drag you would get with it was like some some like leather... You know, some like leather S and M thing that's rather boring now in drag. I will say this: I did uh, Google uh, drag queen and cruising, and unfortunately, it just a whole lot of uh, articles about Alan Chuck dot travel. Um, oh no! <laughs> and how problematic they are. Um, so yeah, I couldn't find any drag numbers that were inspired by cruising. Yeah, I don't have. I don't give it a. I, I wouldn't have a high score for it. If you had to give a number, what would it be? <laughs> Honestly, I would give it a. Uh, 15. 15. I'm going to give it a 35 because it does have some drag in it. And yeah, I guess. And but some like, like, but very like, it does have like distinctive looks to it. I feel like the I mean? inspiration for the drag would be of like, oh, this is what I shouldn't do. Possibly. I should do the exact opposite of what this is doing. Sure. It's reverse psychology inspiration. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 12. All right, next category on a z- scale to zero to hundred. How likely are you to recommend cruising to a gay person? Oh my god, and a hundred being the most likely, of course, mm-hmm. absolutely. Honestly, I mean, I, I consider uh, taking out of the equation my own, um, you know, um, um, squeamishness about, like my own squeamishness, and mm-hmm. however you want to, however you want to put that. This is, I think, this is pretty important viewing. You know, yeah. And I, I'm not saying it's because it's good or it's bad. It's just like this is a this is a time capsule for sure, sure. and not necessarily a, a, a you know, not necessarily a, um, a celebration like a, like a celebration. But I still think it's I definitely think it's important, especially understanding the context. So I would say I, I would say ninety. Ninety. 
Yeah, I think it's actually, I agree with you, like, in that it's not a great movie. It is interesting, and it's good to, like, know the context or know the reference. Especially, think I think, especially now, because I have seen it, and I'm like, oh, what is, what doesn't work about it isn't what the people were protesting about it, in my opinion. Like, that's how I felt about it. Yeah. Like, because I actually think, oh, you could remake it, and if you, like, either made the, like, the, 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 the sort of serial killer aspect of it, like something that could be followed and, and like solved or something like, like if you sort of took, if you made more choices and stuck to them, it could be a very interesting movie. Um, you mean so if yeah. you made a good movie, it could if be you a good did movie. This, made it if good. you did a better version of this, it would be better, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so based on that, I would recommend it. I would say 95. There's very few people I would say, like, you shouldn't see it. Like, it's like yeah, one of those things of, like, it's definitely worth checking out and knowing what it is that it is. Because um, I also think, like, parts of yeah. it aren't bad, you know? Like, yeah, one thing I sort of bad. liked was... Um, and maybe it's just like it's less of this movie and more of just like the time of it. But like there's a lot of scenes that were one shot like that scene where Al Pacino is like, what are these hankies about? And what's it? Is it Booth Powers uh, explains it to him? That's all just Powers one Booth? shot. Powers Booth. Excuse me. Uh, that's all one shot. Like it's there's no editing. It's just yeah, but all he just one walked thing. In. It was like nothing. It wasn't like Children of Men with like a steady cam. No, shot. I understand that. But still, like if it were made today, there would be like a shot, a close up on him and a medium shot and a this. Sure. And a, you know what I mean? And like well, it's it all was done just digitally so now, John. They got seven that's cameras. True. Yeah, every, if, it's all just ping pong balls uh, being painted and <laughs> been bouncing is. around. They'd have Baby Yoda. Um, in the so like there are some like good, interesting like um, things going on. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'll say 95. How about okay. you, Mark? Um, I, don't, I think you could watch the first 20 minutes and get the gist and be done with it. Because I don't really think this movie is saying anything, ultimately. Like, we don't Agreed. really understand the killer's motivation, except daddy issues, I guess you could chalk it up to. Well, again, that, that's to me, I'm like, that. that's the big takeaway, that yeah. this potential killer, it's just linked to, like, shame, fa- daddy shame. Yeah. That's it? Because that's so, that's so predictable. It, it is, but it's also that time. You know what I mean? Like, sure. the same yes. thing with Dress to Kill, which was, like, a year or two later, where it was just, like... Someone, you know, like I felt like in the late 70s, early 80s, it was all this thing of like uh, when they were five years old, they walked in on their parents fucking and now they're a serial well, killer. Like sure. everyone had some right. weird, like crazy psychology. Right. We're all referencing Psycho. That's all we're doing. That's right. Exactly. Um, yep. But it's interesting to note like gay film, like how we went from cruising to Love, Simon. You know what I mean? Like this. Uh, yes. True. <laughs> not a lot of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you want to watch an interesting, well-made, uh, thoughtful movie about like the gay scene in the 70s. There's like a French one called Knife Plus Heart, which is like a thriller set in the world of 1970s gay porn. And it's like only okay. filmed a few years ago. It's, so it's a recent movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's similar themes, but good. So I'm going to give, I think you could watch the first 20 minutes of Cruising. You got it. Um, <laughs> just read, there's not, there's no, you can't even spoil this movie. Um, no. Right. Because they don't know 65. the ending. No one knows the ending. No one knows the ending. <laughs> Doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, giving an average of 83.33, pretty high though. All right, mm-hmm. next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Oh my God, I mean, even if it's from a place of, uh, even if it's from a place of Friedkin not knowing what he wants or, n- or whatever, yeah. you know, even if he doesn't know what he wants behind the camera, I mean, this movie, the last thing that was sexualized in this movie was Karen Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, so this is, I mean, this is a a, a, a ninety a ninety five. I mean, it's a, it's a hundred for me. It's all in the male gaze. What could, I mean, what could the only thing that could be more like hypersexual in the way these men are framed is porn. Yeah, that's this true. is basically porn with the close ups removed. 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if Ed O'Neill just was wearing a slightly tighter shirt. Um, <laughs> sure. I still didn't know who he was. He was he was one of the detectives when they went to the steakhouse, and they were looking at all the knives, and they were like, it's a steak knife. He was in that, and he was in the interrogation scene. The, inter- the infamous interrogation. With the, the floating balls? Yes, the floating balls and the, oh. the black cowboy in a jockstrap. Oh, and so, okay. and was that cowboy a cop? Yeah, so that's actually based on a real thing. So what would happen is a lot of cops would, there was apparently a guy in a precinct, they would have like a policeman who would come in and do that. So when they were like roughing up, uh, you know, people they were interrogating, they were like, yeah. if they were to be like, and then this black guy wearing nothing but a jock strap and a cowboy hat came in and hit me, people would be like, oh, well, you've lost your mind. Even though that actually oh. happened, and then the cops would act like, what are you talking about? Because it just seems so insane. So they would do that so that the people who were interrogated would be like, be discredited when they would turn, like, leave and then Seriously? say this would happen. Seriously? That's uh, a tactic? According in, to in, freaking. In law? That's, that was a tactic. Oh my God. Defund the police. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> Thank you, Cruising. The bravest movie. <laughs> John, um, what are you going to give this for male gaze? For male gaze, yeah. I mean, you got to go pretty high. I would say uh, 98. What's keeping it from uh, 100? Um, you gave Top Gun know. 100. <laughs> oh, did I? All right, yeah. I'll give this one 100. All right. I, too, will give this 100. Um, Giving an average of 100. Tied okay. with Top Gun. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Next category. Entrances with pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are we talking I about mean, the guy's the fist in that guy's butthole? I was gonna say like it's not Hello Dolly, but uh, <laughs> there's an its own version of entrances with pizzazz. I would, I would give it a solid seventy five. Seventy five. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not super pizzazzy. No, but, but its own like dark leather world pizzazz. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know that's an acquired taste. Exactly. In yeah, I'll give it a seventy seven. 77. Uh, I'm going to give it a 65. It's like there's a little bit, mostly the one, the killer's intro, where you think it's, I thought it was going to be one of the cops, but then the camera pans away and you see him enter the club. Mm-hmm. That was all right. All right, next category, dramatic lighting. Oh, my there's God. There's a ton of I dramatic mean, It's pretty dramatic. Movie. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, parts of the movie I literally could not see, you know. <laughs> uh, They're in, like, Central uh, Park, the, the club. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. see anything. I, I'll, that, that, for me, is a, an 88. 88. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Eighty-eight as well. That sounds good. Eighty-eight. Uh, I'm gonna go seventy-five. It was okay. dramatic, but I've seen better. I poison. I just watched Batman Forever, oh, so okay, I'm poisoned right now. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm not reliable. Mm-hmm. Give, but given an average of eighty-three point sixty-seven. All right. Here's where cruising could make up points, but probably <laughs> not. Strident women. Oh my God. But if you consider Strident those women, those. Uh, those sex workers in the opening, they were very strident. <laughs> okay, just if I'm considering them, then I'll give it a uh, an, an eight. An, an eight? eight. <laughs> I mean, they're in, that's 8% of the movie, so that seems good. Yeah. I'm going to go more than that, because when it comes to the women, I feel like it's them and Karen Allen. Yeah. Um, she's barely, she's not, str- I mean, she's far, couldn't be farther she, from strident. That's true, yeah. The she, meekest. Could be, she couldn't be more of a doormat um, <laughs> right. until the very end. <laughs> Um, but what but a great apartment! Two, I, that apartment. Yeah. How much would that apartment cost now? I mean, in oh. 1980, who knows? But now, yeah, a month. Um, I will say I'll go 33. 33. That's pretty high. That's I mean, more like than every, a star is born. But every line they have is like "fuck you, cop." So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 12. 
They were given an average of 17.67. That's the lowest in our current new batch mm. of ranking. Makes sense. All right. Next category. How macabre is cruising? It's oh my very god. It's very macabre. Oh, it starts with them finding me. an arm in the Hudson River. With those nails. Yes. Those weird nails. <laughs> oh. There's that whole drawer of like, here are body parts we don't know where they belong oh. to. Yeah. There was uh, and the guy and the guy on the the cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like they and again it's like, are are we slowly like panning to his butt? Like that feels erotic <laughs> right. to me. And just from the sh- the way it's framed, but it's so, it's a hundred for He's me. He's got a great butt. Shame yeah. about he those tablets. Even dead. Yeah. <laughs> They really just make it pop. Uh, yeah, I think that all that stuff, there's the fact, Paul Sorvino, when he said, like, how would you like to disappear? Like, that's pretty macabre. And also there was something that happened that I thought, oh, this is very macabre, especially for Elliot. When one of the guys was trying to pick up the other guy, he said, um, uh, yeah, I've got a place, but I don't have AC, so you can't come over. And I thought for Elliot, oh. that would be really a deal breaker. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, the whole movie for me, I'm like, I'm watching the whole thing, and I'm like, Oh, everything looks so so sweaty, hot and stinky and sweaty, and it was, maybe that's part of it for me where I'm just like, ew. <laughs> Everyone seems uncomfortable. Yeah, ew. and in polyester and denim Ugh. and leather. Yeah. We've come a long way, baby. Gross. Yeah, uh, I'll make it uh, for macabre. I'll give it an I'll give it a ninety-five. Ninety-five. You gave Ginger Snaps a hundred. Well. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it 100. I think this movie's totally macabre. Just the oh tone God, of it. Even dark as fuck. There's no joy whatsoever in this movie. None, none, none. Where's the comic relief? Everything is punishment in this yes. movie. Yeah, everyone's miserable. Everything. Yeah. This makes seven looks like Muppets Take Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> All right, next category. Wigs. <laughs> well. Oh, wigs. There's the well, two ladies the, in the beginning. There's two ladies in the beginning. With the... I've, the wig technology has come a long way as well. It really has. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Do we? I don't. I can't imagine any other wigs being worn in that movie. No, in this movie. I don't think so. I think so. I, I'll give this one also be, just because of the ladies in the t- in the in the early part of the movie. I'll give it a uh, a twelve. Twelve. Uh, I'll give it a twenty for those two. Twenty. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine for those two. Okay. All right. Next category. Quips. How quippy is cruising? <laughs> well, it's got that that sort of z- that like zingers those cop zingers like the 70s mm-hmm. gritty yeah and and the, but that line about uh the what is it floating balls the floating, ball, floating test. ball test to see if there was like living semen in his i don't know what that semen. meant yeah it just I seemed like a bullshit excuse to beat the shit out of him it made no sense to me there were there were quips they weren't necessarily good but there were a, a lot of qu- there I mean, was like but like the pickups too and it's just like what are you doing here oh, yeah. like i need to be worshiped you know like there was some of that going on and also, the, like the cops at the beginning with uh, uh, um, um, trying to bust the oh, yeah. the the hookers, right, and right. then the guy. I'll, I mean, that guy saying, "Come up here and check out my nightstick." Was oh, yeah. like, Oof. not very <laughs> subtle. <laughs> no, romance but me. The, why don't you? Mm-hmm, yeah, a, a qu- even whatever the quality of the quip may be, it was there. So I would give it a a, a solid seventy five. Seventy five. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, eighty three. Eighty three. Wow, I'm giving this a. 35 <laughs> they were quips but they were bad I th- uh, like there's they're the, still quips that's still true quips. how big um, are you party size that's a quip that's the one, a quip um, <laughs> where are you where are you from Mars terrific never made it from a, with a Martian before mm-hmm. oh my god made it yeah. uh, made it with a Martian <laughs> <laughs> alright 
Next category, vibrato. So for this one, we also say we mean like the literal vibrato as in the, the singing, but also like anytime there's like a little extra or a little more that they give yeah. on to a moment that you like. I don't, I don't, I can't picture that in this movie. <laughs> right? I really can't, I'm trying to picture, it, there really isn't much of it. I mean, even like Karen Allen is like whispering the whole time, you know, and like, Maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of Al Pacino's like freak out. I think know? there's that. I also think like when the killer, the first kill, when he's like sort of still flirting with him with the knife and he does that weird thing on his nipple, like that feels yeah. kind of like an extra vibrato to me. That's true. I guess if that's the case, the poppers gonna, dance. The poppers dance. Well, the poppers dance was insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go sixty on this. Sixty. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seventy-one. Seventy-one. Um, I'm gonna go fifty. It was a little too grounded for me, weirdly enough. <laughs> you wanted an elevated fisting scene. All right, fair <laughs> enough. You know, literally. Yeah, I got it. Get a ball on a rack. Mm-hmm. All right, next category, footwork. Oh, wow. I mean, there's I mean, a ton. I mean, for, literally, it's cruising. So it's just the people yeah. walking by, checking each other out. Stepping on the a guy boot. With the guy licking somebody else's boot mm-hmm. or something. Or I mean, that's some fancy footwork right there. And also, yeah. for some reason, at the end, no one ever mentions it, but I noticed this on my third viewing. For some reason, at the end, Paul Sorvino like, has this weird limp yeah. at the end of the movie <laughs> that they never talk about, but it's very pronounced. It's definitely there. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. I mean, if we're talking footwork, this movie, Tim, for me, gets an 85. <laughs> Paul Sorvino puts in the work. <laughs> it does. It's all, it's all, it's honestly, it's, it's all that, it literally is all Pacino's footwork popper's dance i've yeah. never seen anything like that in my life yeah you could call it the popper's i don't know what rag. that is the popper's rack <laughs> if this was a musical literally <laughs> uh i'm gonna go higher than that because there's also like all those like prostitutes walking in heels and so much walking yeah. going on uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 98 98 so cruising has more footwork than uh labyrinth yeah and little shop of horrors Mm-hmm. I guess Little Shop Wars isn't a big dancing movie. It's a lot of step touch, not a, mostly not a in dance Little Shop Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give uh, Cruz in a 75 in footwork. All right. All right, so now we're into the wheel categories. <laughs> these are previous. Uh, these are these categories are that previous guests have brought in, and we've put now on a wheel. So we're going to spin the wheel four times, and whatever their category they came up with is one that we we're going to judge this movie on. So. Okay. Here we go. Spinning the wheel. Non-traditional murder weapons. Oh, I think this is a very traditional murder yeah, weapon the we- movie. Yeah, the murder weapon is pretty like what it's you always want. Always a knife, right? Yeah, there's no. It's a knife. There's not even any guns, right? Yeah. No. I guess the no f- guns. Well, what about the fact that it's a steak knife from the restaurant called the Iron Horse? That's true. It's a steak knife. Mm. Do you know what's also I funny mean, in that scene when they're like, "We think it's the steak knife," and then the 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 like. Paul Servino's like, could you dismember someone? And he's like, it would take a while, but you could. Again, third time watching it. For whatever reason, if you watch that scene, one whole wall is just like a like a like a big painting oh, the mural? of like a mural yeah. of like someone getting like a, like a someone getting surgery. It's insane. It's a tribute like, to autopsies. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. So weird. Oh, so weird. I I, I mean, if we're talking, this is a very traditional murder weapon movie, so I'm going to say, we have to say zero. Zero. Tough. Yeah. I feel like, 
There's some like psychological play going on. So what? I'll give it a ten. I'll give it a ten. <laughs> psychological. You know, um, just sort of like is it my dad is it like the murder weapon is the my dad's disappointment. Okay, I'm gonna give it a three. Give it an All average right. of four point thirty three. <laughs> All right, spin that wheel one more time, John. All righty. Non traditional murder weapons brought to you by Brian Rucker and Aggie Hewitt. Teamwork. Teamwork. Oh my god. I mean this movie between the <laughs> the the cops and the fisting and the the all, uh, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of teamwork yeah. in this movie. A lot of people working I mean, together. It, yeah, a lot of people working together in different things. Uh I'll give it a six a sixty three. Sixty three. Uh yeah, I'll go uh sixty seven. Sixty seven. Uh, I'm going to give it a 50, just because I think it is only the cops who are doing it. Except for the fisting scene, you don't ever see, like, the gay. <laughs> well, think, th- but think about, the, think about the gay, the teamwork of these gay men uh, um, gathering. That's in true, and creating a, a scene you, for themselves. I guess, but That's they, teamwork. to me, that felt so, like, humorless and, like, unfun that, it, I don't know, there was something just sad and dark about it, so... Yeah. But that mm-hmm. some teams are sad and dark. That's true. That's right. Fine, I'll give it a 55. Bumped up to 55. All right. Wheel category number three. Teamwork brought to you by Lenham Parham. Flashback. Flashback. The flashback. only thing that's a sort of a flashback is in that scene where Stewie, the musical theater guy, goes to the park to talk to his dad. And as he's talking to his dad, yeah. we flashback a little bit to some of the previous murders, even though different actors right. played that part, the murderer in those scenes. And when they, oh, so during the peep show killing, they flashback to the first murder. Oh, is that what right. happens? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, there's, so that's a little bit, I mean, that's probably like a, that's a, that's like 25%. 25 yeah, I'll give it a 20. 20. Oops. Uh, I'm going to give it a 12. Give it a 19. This is no Peggy Sue Got Married. It's no Peggy Sue Got Married. All righty. Uh, all right, wheel category number four. Flashback brought to you by Ryan Meharry. Waiting in the Wings. Oh, that's there's a lot there's of that. that. We've got Ted Bailey, who's got a play that he's, that he's hoping to get produced. I also feel like just everybody in that bar, in the in every oh, bar yeah, is like yeah, you're yeah. waiting for your like, who am I going to hook up with? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And in the Peep Show place, the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Those guys waiting. The the park and the ramble in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, there's a lot of waiting in the wings here. I'm going to give this one an, an uh, 85. 85. Yeah, I'm going to go 80. I'm going to go 88. 88. Uh, I'll go 87. Give an average right. of 86.67. All right, Elliot, the time has come for you to add a category that could become canon, but in the meantime will just be added to the wheel. So we need mm-hmm. a category that we could judge movies. Future movies with. Future movies. And this one. Um, okay. Um, I'm thinking about how there was a um, – there was something, again, so, like because the movie, the tone of the movie kind of it feels like it goes all over the place here and there – there was something so odd to me about the non-sexual nature of Paul Sorvino being like, let's, like, to Pacino being like, we need a guy like you, a guy who looks like these other guys. <laughs> and it's like, what? I've never heard, like, what? So the the sort of, um, it feels like there's like a, like that's like a, a type of cop logic that doesn't exist in real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to call this... Um, um, False authority. False, False authority. authority. Oh, I like that. 
And you feel like the more is false... that the, is that the right term? I mean, maybe maybe more like so. Like, what would you think? Like, how would you? What would be another movie that you think is like good? A good example of like why would like or how how this helps figure out if a movie is gay or not? Uh, you know what? Let me refer. I, okay. I got to do something better. That's a little too vague. <laughs> um, if we're gonna talk about gay movies, let's talk about hair plugs. Hair, pl- hair plugs, wigs, hair plugs. We already have wigs. We, we, we got wigs, we got right? Wigs. Um, hmm. We don't have anything for like. No, oh, I know. You know. You, you know what? Up to John's point before, real bodies. Real, real bodies. bodies. Okay. Because you see, there. You're right. I mean, there really are a lot of real bodies. You see a lot of like, like you see skin without makeup. You see mm-hmm. pimples and zits and hair. And right. so this. I mean, there are a lot of real bodies in this. Hairspray would do very well in this category. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Love Simon would not. <laughs> uh, no. So what would you give cruising for real bodies? Oh my God. N- n- uh, uh, 92. 92. Uh, I'm going 99. 99. Um, yeah, Just because Paul Servino is such an idealized body. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we are into the bonus round. This is the final so, round. We're almost there. <laughs> so for this, instead of 0 to 100, we're only the movie won't be penalized for not hitting this. But these are just purely bonus. So we're going to score them on 0 to 5%. Right. So the first category, bonus category, makeover montage. <laughs> you'd think they would you would think, think there's like a little bit like there's the one there's scene one. where he does his eyebrows and where then he's, he's right. also like into the scene a little. and where he's like doing like you know oh he's weightlifting weightlifting ah <laughs> uh, at three 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 percent yeah three percent yeah I'll give it a three percent three seems fair I'm also going to give it a three alright next bonus category angry phone hangups Ooh. I don't think there were any. There's John, not, I don't no. think there were any. I don't think so. Everything either. else is angry. But there's no a lot phone of like there's a lot of things that are like a version of an angry phone hang up and aren't an angry phone yeah. hang up. Like those nice Yeah, if we're going But yeah, there's not there's really not. No, there's not much phone action. <laughs> I mean not a lot of phone action. I would say you 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 think there would be one scene where Pacino's on a pu- on a payphone yeah, and hangs so, up yeah. angrily. Right. <laughs> But not so much. I'm gonna. I guess we have to go with zero. Not even. There's only not even a cop scene hanging up the phone. Yeah. Right. John. Yeah, I'll know. also go zero. Me too. Uh, and they never see, go once to like a, a leather store besides a hanky store. Nothing. But like, where do you buying this leather from? He just got it in that right. suitcase that he was given. Here's the standard <laughs> leather kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a birch box. Mm-hmm. All right. Next category: titular theme song. Oh well, it's not again. It's like the 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 what was the, the theme song for this movie? I mean, it was like intense. I'm trying to remember because you've seen it because John, you yeah. saw it three <laughs> right. times. So mm-hmm. the opening scene where it's all the big letters cruising is that song a discoy song or more? No, of there a are punk more song? punk songs. I don't think there's really anything discoy in this. And the, the songs are not memorable because they're just. Like screaming, punk songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, throttle yeah. punk. So I would say zero for this. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not even something that's like we're cruising. Yeah, yeah. Cruising. So yeah, I'm afraid we have to go zero. Zero. I also am gonna go zero. Shame. the The mm. Germs did a whole s- soundtrack, but apparently they only used one song. Yeah, crazy. Serious? Yeah. yeah. You hired the a Germs whole soundtrack for cruising. I think yeah. they did six songs or something like that. I read. Oh my god. I mean, it's wow. a jukebox musical waiting to happen at this point. Yes, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next category, fun fonts. 
you know what? I, I enjoyed the font. There's a ton. I enjoyed the font. The font up, up, top. up top. I loved also like the newspaper yeah. headlines and they were like, homo killer. Homo killer. I was like, <laughs> homo killer? Oh Not my even God. the New York Post would write something like that. Truly. It was like, homo killer. I mean, honestly, I love a big font. I love, love like the way they font. did it up top. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a three. Three. I'll go three as well. I'll also go a three. I love a big People don't make big mm. font choices anymore. They really don't. And no. I love big fonts. Me too. And I cannot lie. I cannot lie. <laughs> All right. Next. Here we go. Cheerworthy cameo. Okay. So we got Cower- Powers Booth in the hanky scene. Also, this is something, again, musical theater me noticed. The guy in the golden shower movie, uh, scene who's like, hey, you're into this? His name is Leo Burmeister, and he was the original Tenardier in the original Les Mis on Broadway. So I saw him, and I cheered. Tenardier. So here, <laughs> bitches in the sewer. Uh, I saw the dad from Boy Meets World. Yes. And I cheered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm honestly excited to see Paul Sorvino just pop up. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm, I would go with a three. Three. I'm going to go. The dad, the dad from Boy Meets World looked good. Yeah. And like right Ed there. O'Neill's technically, we tend to think of a, a cameo as just like one scene. But Ed, so Ed O'Neill's a little more than that. But it, it was his first movie. I'm going to go four on this one for two Four. I think it's got a bunch. Uh, I'm going to go three because I don't know who Tenardier is. Uh, Master of the House? I uh, saw the movie Mark. and I thought it was boring. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, next category. Pool trouble. Well, well not, they do pools play pools of pool. sweat. There's a lot of pools of sweat. He and Paul Servino. Paul Servino's playing pool when Al Pacino is oh, like. Oh, they play pool. Like, I found out this, That's I found true. out that. He's like, That's all you found? Oh, you're in trouble, mister. He literally says that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I mean, let's, I'll be generous because of the bill- billiard scene mm. and give it a one. One. I'm going to go. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no bodies of water here. No. No. Well, it's the Hudson River. What? The river, right. Mm-hmm. You call that a pool? The Hudson River? No, but it is oh, a no. body of water. Let's just say that. Uh, I'll go two for the pools of sweat and then playing pool with Paul Sorvino. Uh, I'm going to give it a one. All right. All right. Next category. Sassy best friend. So, Only I mean, I guess. neighbor, oof. really. Yeah. Don Scardino, who, like, went on to become, like, a very, like, uh, famous, like, director. He directs tons of TV shows. He's not very sassy, though. No. He's just kind of, no, like, he's talkative. For such a gay <laughs> movie, there's, uh, it's bereft of sass. It really is. Yeah. I'm saying zero. Oh. The only sass in the movie was Paul Servino. You got But trouble. also, what about like those two, like those two streetwalkers again? They're kind of sassy. I thought they were They're more not shrill. Sassy, though. <laughs> That's true. They're, They're more strident than sassy. They don't say one funny thing. Uh-huh. The cop who has them, who at, who makes one of them blow him, is sassier <laughs> than the than the streetwalker. Right. What is this topsy turvy world? Okay. All right. I'm still giving it a one. One. Uh, I'm going to give it a zero. There's nothing sassy about cruising. Okay. All right. Next category: a bold lip. Okay, the sex workers have some very bold lips. That's true. There's a lot of bloody lips. There are bloody lips. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of bold. It's still kind of weak to me. I'm going to go with one. One. I'm going to go two. Two. I'm going to go one. Give it an average of 1.33. All right, next category. Maybe you'll make up some points here. Witches. I don't think there's any witches in this. There's there is, in this well, movie, there would only be warlocks, and that's there true. are no warlocks But there warlocks is here. one moment where Al Pacino is talking with the the uh, the very violent boyfriend of the his sassy best friend neighbor, James Lagrosse. Yes, and he was like, "Oh, I think that apartment's haunted." 
because the last guy who lived there, he was also crazy too. So they talked about that apartment that Al Pacino was staying in as being haunted. So there's something sort of witchy there. Uh huh. Eh, can I give it a point five? <laughs> absolutely can. My computer I'll give it a is point five as well. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got to do point zero. No. Hold on. I'm zero point. Zero point five. One second. You're doing that as well, John? No, should I? Oh, at oh. zero point five, yes. Uh, I'm gonna go outright zero. <laughs> okay, next category on scale zero to five percent bonus. How Korean is cruising? Oh, I don't think I see it. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen a single non-white person in the movie except for the big bad cop who's like presented as like a threat or something to be scared of a sexy or something, threat yeah. so weird yeah. but we don't know the guy who wears the mask on his entire face we don't know he might be korean so i think we should give it a five <laughs> the one person of color they cast they have him wear they a put mask. a mask they put a big leather mask awful on no. awful awful i'm saying zero i'll say zero as well we're in the hand-holding club. Zeros across the board. Mm-hmm. All right, next category on a scale of 0 to 5%. How much felt is in the movie? Well, the fisting scene, someone got felt. <laughs> someone got felt. <laughs> Al Pacino and Karen Black have, like, those flannel shirts. And the guy, the Oof. cowboy hat, that's like a felt cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like, and some of their hair looked, like, felt-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know True. what was happening there. I, I'm gonna, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a two. Two. I'm gonna give it a three. <clears throat> three. I'm gonna give it a two. Give it an average two point three three. All right, next category. You might get make up some points here. Gay actors playing gay roles. Oh, those extras. All the extras, extras, yeah, for sure. All of those. That's a that's a solid three. I think so. Yeah, I'll give it a three for that as well. Uh, I'll give it a three. I trust you guys. That sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, next. Category. I don't know gay people, but if you think they're gay, then all right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have anything new to add. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, themes of mothers. Well, there's a lack of. There's none. No. Yeah. There's only more about da- father. There's only daddy yeah. issues. Which yeah. Is I'm, I'm going to. Weird for a gay movie. Usually it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell a straight exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a zero. zero. Yeah. I also have to go zero. You have to. I have to. I also. You'll going get mad at me if I zero. don't. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> next category. A feel song. Is there a song in cruising that puts you in your feels? So I did write down this. The song during the popper scene is called Heat of the Moment by Willie DeVille. And that puts you in a mood. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to – it doesn't give me the feels <laughs> per se. Yeah. But <laughs> I there's, mean, there's, it's the, notorious. I mean, right. But if we're talking tonally uh, accurate music, I mean, the, the intense, like, metal punk music is very much – Feeling so, I would even say four. Four. Yeah, I'm gonna go four as well for feels song. Four. Uh, I'm gonna go two because when I think feels, I think kiss from a rose. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not again bad. poisoned recently by poisoned Batman by Forever. Batman Forever, <laughs> which honestly really holds up. Okay. Um, all right, our final in the bonus uh, for the standard bonus categories: gossip. How gossipy is cruising? Uh, it's pretty a, gossipy because yeah, first of all, there's, there's a whodunit. Yeah. And then there's that scene with Al Pacino and that one bartender. He's like, that guy at the pinball machine, what's yeah. his deal? And he's like, that's Skip. Yeah. He's bad news. He's a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't bother with him. Mm-hmm. What, what is this? Um, I mean, I think there's a, there's a decent amount of gossip in this, even though mm-hmm. it's 
we when we think of gossip in a gay movie, it's it's different. But this yeah. again, I think cruising is a a, a different type of animal. Mm. But the gossip in it is pretty strong, so I'm gonna say three. Like, where's the gossip? About, oh, he spelled iced tea on Jessica Chastain. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. I'm gonna go four. Four. Um, now, whenever I hear this category, I think of you know uh, the Gaga song Babylon, where she goes, "That's gossip." It's just her defining <laughs> what gossip is, and I find it delightful. Um, so now, whenever I hear gossip, I think that's gossip. Um, so I'll give it a four as well. All right, next, second to last category, you get a fifteen percent bonus if this movie has a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Oh my god! So this is zero or fifteen. It's one or the other. Zero. Zero, zero, I think zero. You say zero? I say zero. Really? Because it's not positive. It's dour. It's dark. It's positive. depressing. Positive. No, it's dark. No macabre. one's having no, they fun. Dangerous. Well, they don't, joyless. But they don't one say they're person bad. ever laugh in this movie? They, they, they infer. I mean, I think with the, po- the, the interesting thing about this movie is like when whether or not you see that they're inferring that being gay is bad or that it's they're they're not and and Friedkin is just telling a story you know it's like right. is there some sort of latent homophobia or homoeroticism in this like I don't know William Friedkin and if he's straight then I'm I, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised right but I don't feel like it's a very there's definitely no, I, I, I get what you're saying there's a sense of like if you just came out you wouldn't show this movie to your mother to be like see no. I'll be fine yeah I've been out <laughs> for years and I wouldn't show this movie to my mother I mean when we were talking about recommending this to a gay person yes I would say why to most gay people I'd say watch it but you know with a disclaimer that like it might make you feel bad right you know right, right, right. so for me I, it's a zero for me all right yeah I guess I'll go zero it is also a zero. Also, because like just because it's the leather scene doesn't mean it has to be so heavy. No, it's like not even representative exactly. of the leather scene. Yeah, exactly. Why can't they be singing some Jerry Herman when he walks in? Nobody's nice. Nobody's fun. <laughs> yeah, Nobody no one's smiles. like, oh, it's cop night. You forgot to wear your cop uniform, which right. was oh ironic. God, they they were just like, get out? the fuck out of here. <laughs> Rude. Okay. <laughs> so finally. This is the there's this is the category that's been an this update. Is the category, this used to be yes. cruising. Negative fifty percent if this is the movie boat trip. This is not the movie <laughs> boat trip, so it will not be penalized fifty percent of its score. Okay. What is boat trip? That is a movie that came out I don't remember. It was like it's basically a gay panic movie. Came out in two thousands oh, and it no. takes place on a gay cruise. With Cuba like, Gooding Jr. Oh, Horatio no. Sands and Horatio <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr. accidentally get booked on a gay cruise. Oh wait, and it's and that's a different movie than the one I where now pronounce you Chuck and Larry or something like I that. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which yeah, I have that's seen. That's Adam Sandler, yes. right? And yes. Kevin James. And Kevin James. Oh, I've gross. seen the three-hour <laughs> cut of that movie. There's a, a three-hour. Tra- well, we I worked at a trailer house, and like we they would just send us like the footage, everything they had essentially, like before they edited it down. So I had to digitize it multiple times back in those oh my days. God. So I've seen the three-hour cut multiple times. Oh, it's sorry. Dr- the biggest offense. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Is like someone comes to like a gay bar and like is an asshole, and they cut to like a drag queen crying. I was like, a oh. drag queen would be out there throwing punches. Yeah. like this is. Also, no, do you know no nothing about guy. Stonewall? Yeah. <laughs> and also, no gay guy named Charles is going to go by Chuck. No, never. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Okay. So, finally, out of a total possible 
2,320.25 points. Cruising has scored 1,601.25, giving it an average of, appropriately, 69.01%. Making it it the 11th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Muppets Take Manhattan, but gayer than Meet Me in St. Louis. All right. All right. That's that's, Wow. That's quite... Yeah. I'm surprised it's not more gay. Well, based on our own scoring. I think perhaps if the wheel had gone a little differently, it might have been better for us. Sure. At this point, there's only 10 points difference. Like, this is 11th at 69.01, and number one is 79.51. So, in a way, Mm. we're splitting hairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which movie is that? Grease 2. Oh, Grease 2, right. Did you guys have you watched Hairspray? I've seen both of them, yeah. We haven't haven't watched it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. It's just I, I saw it like just come up in like my Hulu menu mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm like I had to go and just look at John Travolta. <laughs> oh, that one. I I, I I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> no. I don't know if it's CGI. No one does. I don't know if it's prosthetics. I don't know what what sexuality he is. I don't know if he's trying to deflect or in. I can't make sense of it. Yeah, and he's the only one who's got that accent, which is sort of like a weird Baltimore <laughs> accent. So weird. Yeah, he's so weird. <laughs> but you know, we celebrate him getting rid of the hairpiece. <laughs> He's embraced yeah, his truth in so many mm-hmm. ways. That's true. <laughs> um, but just not all. Not, all, not There's just one <laughs> way he has One other thing. <laughs> <laughs> just admit Broken Arrow is not that good. That's um, it. That's all we're asking. Elliot, that's it. Thank you so much that's for it. Thank doing you so much. Oh, so so this was our one-year show. We thank you so much for being a part of it. Yes. My pleasure. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you for putting yourself through that and potentially passing out. <laughs> Um, Only for you guys, I would. Um, <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Um, I mean, uh, I have a podcast. You're making it worse that you guys will absolutely be on in the future for sure. Yeah, and I if think you like this like podcast, it, so you will love that podcast. You guys just had it. your two-year anniversary. It. Such a fun, we great did. podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Great. Well, then, thanks again, and we'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. Wow. So it's been a whole year. We finally got to cruising. We're finally cruising. We're finally, <laughs> finally we we cruised. Guys, we cruised, we did it. and now we're settling down. We're settling down. So now that we've seen it, what did you what did you ultimately think of cruising? I don't think it's like a hateful movie. I think it's a boring mm-hmm. movie, but I also understand the at the time how this would be offensive. It's like it's a desert of representation and this is what they give you. It's like fuck you. I I totally understand that feeling, but there is a part of me that's still like well, it's not like if cruising didn't happen a like a different movie was going to happen. Like I understand the feeling of like we're in a desert with like representation and so why this was chosen. But it, I almost feel like it's not Cruising's fault, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, somebody wrote that script. <laughs> somebody well, directed it. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I mean, it's I mean? not like. Someone but it's not like. It. Oh, if that movie didn't happen, we would have had like a happy gay movie. You know, it's not like the choice was between. But this in some ways, a no representation or... would be better than negative representation. Uh, I, but I don't think it's negative representation. I think it I think was negative because it was so dour and glum and joyless and not true, not accurate to how people actually live their lives. But like I if, felt. 
Because this I, is a mainstream movie. I agree that movie. it's not how people live their lives. It's not the totality of people's lives. But there are clubs that are like that. There, like, I've been to clubs that are like that and have nights that are like that. But even those yes. are more fun. But also, if you don't, you know well, that sure. because you've been to them. But if you're, you know, your right. parents don't know that. And that's who this movie wasn't for us. It was for the straights. Right. I understand To, that. like, leer and, like, look how weird and dark and weird this is. You know what I mean? Like, look how crazy this is. I but still think he's, it's not as, like, I don't. I, but I don't think that's necessarily his job. Like, I don't think he has to be like, this is a completely fair. Like, I understand, like, the argument of, like, it's not his community. So it'd be very different if someone from that community was making this movie. Um, but, like, it's not his. Like, he's just telling the story against using this backdrop. But I don't think he made people. I don't know. There's something about it that felt like, yes, this isn't the best of people. This isn't the best representation. But it didn't feel like. He was shaming them, except the fact that it was so ambiguous at the end. Like, I think there is something interesting about the idea of, like, oh, there are multiple murders. Or, like, maybe if he wanted to go this route. Because so many of his choices were so bizarre and seemed Uh very intentional. But they didn't seem thought through other than, oh, it's weird if we have a different actor playing the murderer in each scene. And sometimes it's the person at the end, and sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's that person. Sometimes it's a different actor's voice. Yeah, like but if what you're is making the point all those that's being made? What is the exactly point of that? that? I think, but I think the crime, the crime is not in that he was being bad about the subculture so much that it was he was doing lazy filmmaking. Well, this is what they mean when they say this is exploitive. They're exploiting a gay subculture to make it purient and like weird and crazy because there is no story there. So really the only draw to this movie is the weird subculture, which isn't weird as the movie. Right. But I thought, but I think you could write, rewrite that script and make it an interesting movie. Like I thought that's true of every bad movie though. Yes and no. But I mean like to me, this seemed like it wasn't that far away from being something as, Fun is like a basic instinct, or you know, or could another be like problematic a movie that was protested sure. <laughs> by LGBTQ. Communities. Yes, but at least that movie felt like, oh, we know who. The, like that felt more like a. I mean, that's a better made movie, no doubt. But it's also ways, yeah. not representative of you know a subculture. Right, but I don't know. Cruising. Yeah, bad. I actually thought I didn't think it was. Bad I wasn't so offended I by it, it but I yeah. I would be offended if I was back in 1980. Of course, it's a. I'm I'm glad people like try to fuck with the production of it. I think that's amazing. You know, but don't you think that's weird? Just because they didn't know what the movie was, don't but you? But they think were right. Once you see it, I they were right. I think they were justified. The truth bore no, out. No, I think a lot of them were saying that. Like, I disagree. I guess we disagree on that part. In that, like, they were saying, like, I think a lot of people felt that this movie was going to be like Al Pacino experiences this homosexual lifestyle and becomes a psycho psychopathic killer, which is not what happened. Even though it ambiguously could be what happened, I yeah, think it presents the gay lifestyle as dark, sad, and depressing. Well, I think it depicts so a uh, part of it. So there you go. But uh, I'm glad I finally saw it. <laughs> uh, like I said, watch the first 20 minutes if you want to see any bit. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. Well, we've got <laughs> it's been some a year fun. of bickering. It's been a year of this bickering. Is this what you want more of, people? I hope so. Because um, <laughs> that's what you're getting. Um, we've got a review here from uh, Breezy Bobeezy. Uh, gives us five stars. Silliness taken seriously. 
Uh, and they write, I take such delight in the fact that this podcast takes a completely absurd premise, finding the gayest movie of all time. That's not absurd. Uh, and uses a very complicated mathematical system to get to the bottom of it. Notable favorite features for regular listeners include, but are not limited to, Mark's exclamatory shock at a, some of the other people's ratings, John constantly stretching the definition of what constitutes a mannequin, True. and everyone involved constantly trying to suggest that every soft fabric might just be felt. I only wish I was famous enough to be a guest because I've had the same movie on my mind since episode one, and it would slay. I wonder what that movie I is. I wonder what Busy it is. Busy. Oh, my God. Something that would slay. Thank you for listening and what nice things yes. to say. What a lovely thing to hear. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's what we've got right now. Thank you guys so much for listening for this past year, these past 52 episodes. It's been a journey. Been it's been fun. When we first started doing this, we were going downtown. Now we're just all in our own little holes. It's very weird. It's been a learning curve. Weird. We get used to one th- setup, and then yes. it changes <laughs> in three months is how it's been mm-hmm. going. But thank you for writing it out with us. Thank you for yeah. sharing it. Thank you for communicating, yeah. for listening, for downloading. Yes. Uh, if you have anything you want to uh, let us know about, any thoughts or ideas going forward, uh, you can email us at two old queens. It's spelling it T W O old queens at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two old queens, T W O old queens. You can also follow me on Letterboxd. It's a fun mm-hmm. app where I, I maintain the rankings. Nice. Of the, you can see the master list of all the things. Mm. Yes. Oh, and we do know our movie for next week. Yes, for next week. It's the Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence vehicle, Life. I've never yes, seen it. it. The have perfect follow-up to Cruising. I have not, <laughs> so here we go. You know, it's more uh, law, law and order, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it for us. We'll see you next exactly. time. Goodbye. Goodbye. You made me do it. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.